Yo, everybody, happy, what, Friday? Yes, it is. <laughs> I get my days crossed up. Every day is the same. It's a good day, right? We above ground's a good day, and hopefully your world is smashing and you're getting, you're getting the goals knocked out, you're getting that momentum, you're feeding that, you're crushing it, and most of all, most importantly, you are winning. And today we're talking about why paid ads may be failing you. Uh, you have to understand the error I came from and why I never thought I'd be saying this. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing at the turn of the decade. What? What has happened? We'll go over that and what the solution is. You're, you know, you got all the books and all the people telling you paid ads is the way to go. Now, you're not, you're not a real business if you're not doing Facebook ads or Google ads. And that is a problem. You know why? Because people talk about, well, don't you know real businesses have acquisition costs? And this is true. You have acquisition costs, but it's not what you think. It doesn't always come from Pixel or from Mr. Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg, the world thought he framed the word acquisition. That's changing. And it's amazing. At the turn of the decade, and I never thought I'd be saying this, um... But that's actually good news. And you're like, this is probably like flipping in your head like, what are you, you?" and you're probably just like skipping up there. Well, maybe you get where I'm coming from. Let's talk about that. Let's go over my backstory. 2013, that's when I started getting to the scene, started reading books and all this, and Facebook ads just came out with the conversion objective. Um, I don't even know if you could even do video views at a time on Facebook ads. And we didn't realize this would change the way the Western society, the U.S., and all the first world countries, how we would do business. And definitely for those who sold information. We'd see millionaires explode. We'd see information rolling. We'd see high-ticket programs being rolled out. People who are like living on the floor of gyms now cranking out $10 million a year. I mean, you just see all this bouncing up. And what's amazing... As all the people in the forefront, they just stack cash. I mean, it was an exchange of wealth in a way in the internet world because the, even the little people, I'm talking about people who are cab drivers, people who were, who were like nobody to the world, and they found out about this conversion objective, and they was running ads to their Shopify stores. They was running ads to their high-ticket programs and webinars and funnels. And it was amazing because this man, Russell Brunson, came out with the, the funnels and all that about the time that Facebook's opened up. Um, the, the conversion, the custom conversions, well, the, uh, yeah, custom conversions big, the conversion objective, and then billions, hundreds of billions of dollars would roll in. It would be one of the greatest products that Facebook had ever came out with, which would be the pixel power and be able to track people um, the way they did it, it was way better than Google had ever done. Even though Google is still a bigger advertiser than Facebook, even to this day, but you can understand it's Google search and display. And Google had like what already almost 20 years on Facebook, and Facebook came roaring. It, it probably scared Google a lot. Um, and then politics got involved. And um, whenever a president was elected on either side, it was always Facebook's fault, never Google's fault. So that's probably one reason Mark Zuckerberg's 
pulled back on the reins. That's the backstory of that. Well, turn of the decade now, and we've had seven years of this. And it's not over. And we don't know, like, what's going to happen. But one thing we have seen is at the turn of the decade, all this has been going on, competition's rising, people losing attention, ad costs going up, the trust in the market's going down, and all these ingredients combined has done what I call the great reset in the marketing world, and that's actually good news. And the reason this is good news is because We've been living in a dream world for the last seven years. Last seven, ten years, I'd say. We, the marketers, have been living in a dream world of the social media explosion. And these, these dudes that have this hand, handful of cash head to the market with ten, fifty, dollars $100,000 and then turn it over and turn it into a half a million. And then millions because it got really good at something not that hard to do. Because the, the cost of getting attention was so cheap. You just figured out this pixel thing, which was tripping everybody up. And this whole, like, advertising never really worked that great up until this point. It was just something that businesses did. Now, you have the greats, even in the early 1900s, that could copyright newspapers and mail-ins, you know, with mail direct mail, and they make, they make money. But for, for a bit there, all that stuff was dying down. It was getting harder and harder. Even Google ads are jacked up. Cost of attention, and the world felt like, oh, well, it was the great reset even then. It was like, oh, well, everything goes back to the greatest traffic source on the planet, which is word of mouth. But then, here arises this young blue platform, by this quirky little man, college kid, Mark Zuckerberg, a no-name somebody, drop out from college and bang, a half a trillion dollars in worth of a company, just shy of 20 years, actually 15 years, roaring. Now a major beast among platforms has been here for decades and decades. And it almost scared Google there for a minute. I mean, you could tell by the moves they were making trying to create platforms, social platforms, and they just kept falling apart. They realized that Facebook had caught a hold of something. But here we are, 2021. And this is what's happening now. People running ads to webinar, falling apart. People running ads to book funnels, not as great as it used to be. People running ads to challenge funnels are okay, but what made things even worse was the iOS update that came out just months ago. And now people are scrambling. Trying, now they're still advertising, right? But it's got way more costly and they're worried. But that's, let me tell you why it's good news for you. Unless you're doing, you know, $100,000, $500,000 a month and beyond, this is the prime time for you. And I'll explain why that is. You're telling yourself that the greatest times are over. And they're not. You're saying, I wish I had gotten on back then when all the attention was so cheap. I wish I had jumped on 
the crypto market. I wish I jumped on the social media when everything was so easy to do. I wish I jumped on when Facebook guys were so cheap. I wish I could just go back a few years. And every five, ten years, we keep telling ourselves this. How do I know? I see it in the market. And if you're not careful, every human thinks this way. It's too late. The good days are over. The hard days are here. Not true. In fact, there's always opportunity of some kind because people are looking at the past opportunities. They don't realize the ones in front of them. Because you can't see the new when you're looking at the old. And there's no better opportunity than the one right now. In fact, we call it the present. And not just because you're giving the ability to breathe and live and experience. But there's actual real life opportunities going on all around us. And I, I remember all the opportunities. Well, they first called the opportunity a scam. And then they call it a trend. And then they realize it's an industry. And then they realize, oh, wait. This thing is bigger than what we thought. My grandpa, country man, raised a country boy on the farm. You don't see major opportunities, or so you don't think. Everything's a scam. And a sales guy came up to him and told him if he wanted to invest it in some kind of stock um, known as the mobile phone. He said there would one day be phones that would have no wires attached to the wall and you'd be able to drive with the phones in your car. And you'd be able to get signal anywhere in the world. My grandpa not only laughed at him, he laughed him off the property and said that is the craziest, craziest thing he ever heard. He wasn't interested in any such kind of technology like that. Today we call it the smartphone, and that's not only a billion dollar industry, I'm pretty sure that's a hundred billion dollar industry. And we've got a company by the name of Apple that's worth over a trillion dollars. And we've got a Facebook worth over a half a trillion, where what, I think 90% of American users have a smartphone? So we're looking, so busy looking at the past opportunities, we don't even realize what's right in front of us. Well, Luke, how could I have cashed in on that opportunity? So many places. The app store. Right? What if you had invested in the young companies? What if you just invested in Tesla when it first came out? What if you invested in crypto? Right? At the turn, so people was like, it's, it's too late. It's too late. They called Tesla a scam. The president coming up, Mitt Romney, running for Republican president, called Tesla a failure. An absolute failure on the Obama administration saying they should not have funded the Tesla company. In his speech, in a debate. And it was a failure at the moment. But there was a man who wouldn't give up. Because he saw opportunity. So Luke, you're telling me all the background story and all that. Tell me what's, what's coming, what's here. Well, there's been a great reset. Things have come to reality. The dust has settled. It's no longer about how much you can spend. It's about how well you can gain attention. It's about how well you can sell your high ticket. It's about how original you can be. Because I've seen a lot of junk. I've seen a lot of people who have no entertaining skills. They're boring. They have no unique offer, but because they had a lot of money rushed to the market, they can say things, look at my, you know, Lamborghini, and my, look at my car in my garage. I can't remember, it's been so long ago. Right? And I'm not here to hit the dude. I'm not. He claims the car wasn't rented. Okay. Everybody thinks it was, just the way he was talking. But who knows, that might have been part of strategy. 
But guess what the dude did? He saw opportunity when no one saw opportunity into the YouTube ads. So, so cheap. I mean, so cheap. But you know, YouTube and Google and Facebook is not the only platforms out here that you can go advertise on. Is it actually very possible? There's people right now rising on platforms and they're not telling you? I wonder why. They're never going to tell you until the ad costs have gone up. You know that, right? Platforms where they're exploding, they're not going to tell you about it until later, until it's too late, which means we have to be hungry. So back to the original. What's the good news? The rules have been resetted. Reality, reality's clear. Big boys don't just win because they got a lot of money now. They actually have to be. It kind of reminds me of the Star Wars story. A young man by the name of George Lucas just had a winning film, by somewhat, a film I've never heard of, and he creates his space cowboy script, presents it, can't hardly get the funding for it. In fact, they only gave him like a measly, I think, like 10 million. I mean, which is a lot today, and was a lot back then, but for a movie? I mean, funding back then could have been $15 million. He got a measly 10, barely, even after he was killing it and crushing it in film. And he said, I've got this unique script. It's going to change everything. They said, really, a space cowboy? He said, why not a cowboy movie? Why not a in space, like for kids? He said, you don't understand. This is different. This is, this is going to attract everybody. They laughed at him. The actors. He had to get a carpenter out of nowhere. About it. And then they called him Han Solo. The actors halfway through the script didn't even believe it. And he said, by the way, I've got like two more of these films, three more of these films for you. And it's going to go well. And they're like, they, they didn't hardly believe him. Until the night the thing came out. And the limited theaters that had it in were slam packed. Slam packed. And it wasn't because they was running Facebook ads, okay? It was because he had a very unique idea. And now you're talking about a multi-billion dollar it's almost like its own little industry in itself. Toy lightsabers, the t-shirts. You know, I've been called, I, I've heard it my whole life, Luke, I'm your father, for my whole life. Star Wars on people's mind, living in their hearts, coming out, what, in the late 70s, early 80s? Absolutely, the impact this thing has made. Wasn't even a product. It was like an hour-something movie. And people haven't forgotten but you know what? It wasn't his first time. He created several films before it. Just like the app's Angry Birds. When Angry Birds came out, I think, if I'm not mistaken, there he had hundreds of apps come up before that one. And in fact, this was going to be their last app. And they said, if this app failed, we're giving up. That app would have cost you $250,000 to make because it's in-house. It's not that much. But it was a lot of effort. It would be their last app, and they was going to throw it in, and it would become the million-dollar success, and they're still making apps today over a decade later, right? Absolutely insane. Why? They just felt like this, this, this mobile phone thing, this, this app thing would explode if they could just find a game that everyone would love. And it just exploded. So what am I telling you? 
Facebook ads is not your answer. It's not the only traffic. Mark Zuckerberg's done a great job making you think that. But think about the biggest companies in the world. Do you think they rely on Facebook ads? Let me ask you a question. You think Dairy Queen. If something happened to Facebook ads, you think Dairy Queen would fall under? How about Walmart? How about Amazon? Okay. How about Lowe's? Do you think these guys would just completely go under? The day that Facebook says we're bankrupt, belly up, you think all these companies are going to plunge to their death? No, they'd probably actually be kind of happy. Tesla, you think they're going to fall under? Well, they're waiting for Facebook to collapse. That's the thing. They didn't create traffic. They didn't create advertising. They just made it a little easier to take your money. That's what, that's what they've done. Am I bashing it? I'm not bashing it. But you cannot think ads are going up. It's the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. you got to think creatively again. There are so many traffic sources. And if you get good at high ticket, and if you get good at crafting an offer and getting major people results, I got a guy who started with me two years ago. And personally, he's knocked out over $600,000. He started by himself in his daddy's house in his 20s. Now he runs a team, personally closed, he claims $2 million. And he's knocked out $600,000 personal income. That wasn't because he was good at Facebook ads, by the way. There is opportunity everywhere, and you have to open your eyes to this. It's almost a good thing we become so reliant. I remember going to a funnel hacking live conference, like a marketing conference. It's a miniature Tony Robbins deal. And I remember looking at all these people. I was with a buddy. I was like, hey, man. I said, all these people. 4,000 people. I said, what happens to these people when Facebook ads go away? I said, because it's coming. And here we are. 2021, the ads are still there. The shell is still there, but Apple has struck. And unless Mark Zuckerberg thinks of something whippy, it's going to be really, really hard. Does that mean Apple's going to come out with their own app platform? I don't know. How is that going to work? I doubt it. But, it. but Apple, for so long, they kept everybody out, but they let Facebook in. It's amazing. They were so close to the world, but they let Facebook in for so many years because of the money. And now... And now this, which to me is going to bring up because now the Apple users are getting a whole, not a good experience. They're not getting ads tailored to them like they once was. And that's probably lag of fading, but in name of privacy, that's what's happening. So that's been the boom. So the turn of the decade, all these ingredients in Apple came in, boom, punched it right in the middle. So Facebook's got two things it can do. Either stand up, recreate and innovate, or he can be like, this is the end. I don't know which way he's going to go. But you need more than one way. Now, that's going to be on his advertising platform. He may switch the culprit and say, hey, we're going to be a platform for you know, all the big guys. And you can still go organically. So the solution is that right there. Organics. I'm not saying don't run ads. I'm saying run ads. I'm saying don't jack it up so high and you lose your lunch and your supper. And your shirt and your house. Because so many went all in, dropping thousands and come back with nothing. Because you can't verify an offer on paid ads. 
without losing it all at first. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying get good at shaping something. Look at your competitors. What are they not doing that you know the market wants? How do you become more sticky? How do you get to where people keep coming back to you over and over and over? True story, Coca-Cola in the 80s saw Michael Jackson and all these stars and later Britney Spears jumping on um, with, with, with Pepsi, which Britney Spears was later on. But Pepsi was good at getting stars to jump on. Their theory was if we could get stars to jump on our side like Nike did, then we're going to crush this. And they, I think that was a Nike move they made, actually. Got all the stars holding out up that Coca-Cola. I mean, the Pepsi. I mean, I'm, I'm, even, I'm even branding myself. When I think of Blackwater, I'm thinking Coca-Cola. But Pepsi got all these stars, and it worked. I mean, it really worked. Like, they got these stars to drink it, you know, pop the lid and drink it, and they're the star. And it really increased sales. And Coca-Cola got nervous. So they said, okay, you gonna play that game? We're gonna pull out, we're gonna pull out Bill Cosby. <laughs> we're gonna pull out Bill Cosby and he's gonna advertise and he's gonna be like, mmm, new Coca-Cola. So good. On a commercial. And the world was in riot. I mean, they was fuming. How dare Coca-Cola mess with the new? I mean, mess with the old and turn into the new. How dare they? And they, there was little riots. There were signs in the streets telling they was going to leave. And it just made things even worse. And they dropped even faster. And it was like, oh, no, what have we done? And then they said, okay, 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 we're going back to the original. And they said, but it doesn't, that doesn't change what's going on right now. How, how do we outgrow Pepsi? Their theory's working. Their strategy's working. What do we do? And then the CEO had an idea. And he asked, he said, well, how much does America drink? They said, drink, sir? What do you mean, how much do they drink? They drink our beverage and Pepsi. He said, no, what else do they drink? And they're like, what? And before he knew it, before they knew it, he was writing down they drink water. They drink at the time, I don't think it was energy drinks, but he's right now all these things that they, Americans, drink. And he said, I'm going to get into every market and come out with our version of it, and we're going to beat them one way or the other. And they did. They beat Pepsi because of their multi-product approach outside of the soda world. Because you have to understand, for every Coke, there was a Pepsi. For every Sprite, there was a Mountain Dew. I mean, Pepsi was surrounding them, and they had the stars on their side. They was getting dangerous. And the CEO said, I wonder if they can try this. See if they can superstar this. And they started making all the, they started coming up with all their different products, designing water. They'd come up, they'd side on with Monster, the energy drink. They started buying out all these companies and making these drinks. And here they are today. The strongest soda company that doesn't just sell soda. They came up with so, they started creating different kinds of products and crushing it. They had the resource that people trusted and believed. They had the distribution that Pepsi didn't have, but they got scared because they got so reliant on one traffic source. 
And what I'm telling you is, you just gotta get creative. Create an offer, think outside, and be improving, beating your numbers, win again. And that's what I think my calling is, to help you win again, to count your wins, to increase your numbers, to beat the daily goals for yourself. Instead of thinking, how can I tap into the will of people? Okay, for example, if someone gives you money, that customer has to, on their free will, do it. You can't make them give you money, right? You can have an irresistible offer, everything can be lined up, but there's still people that's going to say no. You can't make people, and that's why ads don't always work, because you can't robotically systemize people when there's this thing called free will. You can't force people to buy. The reason it worked for almost a decade because attention was so cheap. But now that you add all the other ingredients in there, distractions, higher costs, lower attention spans, things getting harder. Skepticism in the market. You have to go about it the way they did back in the old days. The same thing. I still stand on high ticket, by the way. I still stand on unique offer. Sell cars to horse people. Go listen to past episodes and you'll learn what I mean by that. Create something you've never seen before. All your competitors, you should know who they are. Who are your top competitors? What are they doing? And how do you take them down? I'm not saying hurt them. But how do you create something... It's way better, better results, and you're great at getting attention without jumping out and, str- and, 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 and uh, what, what is it, flashing people, you know, do the cheap, that's when, when brands have no more ideas, they just throw a naked model on the front of it, that's when they've run out of ideas, well, we don't, we don't know how to think creative, so we're just going to throw a, a naked model on the front of this thing, because we're out of, that always works, right, but if everybody does it, then what? What are we going to turn to then? That's why you got you to... To me, that's just cheap. It's just cheap. It's all it is. It's not creative. It's the duh. What do you think? Of course, people are going to look. Not because of your product. Your product's so lame, you had to put that on the front of it, right? But if your product's that good, you don't have to do much of that at all. You got to think outside the box. And that's what I'm telling you. Organically. Scaling digital relationships. I talked about that. Last year, it's in the theme of my podcast, scaling relationships. That's key. If you scale it up, talk to more people. Do you know how many conversations you're having right now? You got to scale it up. Like, do you know how many people you're talking to every single day? That is something you can control. You can't control what Facebook does. You can't control how many times your ads are going to be seen. Facebook goes up all the time. It's up to them. But you can control how many conversations you start. You can control how good your posts are. You can control your research. You can do all that. That is things that you can control. There's a traffic that you can control. And you have the, contr- the traffic that you do not control. And ads is just, it, it comes and it goes. You can't let that be your main source. You gotta have something better. In fact, Like I've always said, people buy from people. Always been that way. People buy from people, not just in customer life, but also in business life. You got to get people to, like think about it, Coca-Cola. 
Do you think ads are going to, Facebook ads, if they go down, what's the last time you saw a Coke ad, by the way? Think about that. In your feed, a Coke ad. One of the oldest, largest, most profitable companies with great stocks. Warren Buffett loves some Coca-Cola stocks. In fact, he said, what, six years ago, if you put 40 bucks in it, you'd be a millionaire? I don't know how that works. I, I, I just, I don't know if that, that, even just hearing that, they don't even, like, if you put 40 bucks 60, 70 years ago, you'd be a millionaire today. I don't know how that works. Like, that's insane to me. Absolutely crazy. I don't even know if that's true, but I've heard that. I just, I got to do the math on that. But if Coca-Cola said, oh, no, Facebook ads are gone, we're dead. No. Think about how many restaurants you drive by every single day, and there's a Coca-Cola poster in that window. They figured out how to tap into every restaurant. <laughs> you can go to a, no th- a nothing town of 4,000 people, and you can buy, go by a restaurant, and they serve Coke. They locked it in. They figured it out. And any new restaurant that pops up, guess what they're going to get? You're cool if you got Coke. You're secondhand if you got Pepsi. That's the message in the streets. They figured it out. Partners. Not like 50-50 partners, but people who benefit from you being there. Like if you created something so good that it makes them money and attracts some clients like nothing before, that's, that's next level. And they figured it out and they've got a, a, a great thing on their side. And that's what I'm saying. It doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. Well, guys, thanks so much for listening to the Luke Guy Show. I'm trying to give you hope, ideas, what's coming up, where we're at. It's high ticket, um, uh, high ticket business that sells information, transforming people's lives. I think this is a major time to jump in. Um, because people need our help. They need to be coached on weight loss. They need to be coached on um, acquisition. They need to be coached on how to play music, coached on self-defense, coaching on music. I mean, this is something, this is a a B&L industry. They need our help. But relying on Big Blue is just like for the ad side of things, right? Organics. You want to lean in there. You want to pay traffic, but don't don't get crazy. Because literally, you could spend money. Like for example, you could spend a hundred bucks and get ten leads a day. You could spend a hundred bucks and get two leads. That's just how up and down the thing is. But you got to look at it every thirty days, and that's where high ticket really saves the day. And combine it with organic. So, Luke out here today helping you close bigger, faster, and more easily by scaling your digital relationships. And I also want to help you win again. Let's do it. Talk soon. And this is the Luke Guy Show, helping entrepreneurs close bigger, faster, and more easily by building digital relationships on scale while growing the customer universe. What's popping, Luke here? You're going to absolutely enjoy the show. Let's dive in right now.